0: Podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network.
1: Welcome back from the adverts. Uh, we were talking about Mickey Mellon just beforehand. So again, Deke, we were talking about how emotional it was, sort of, on Saturday, the defeat at home to Newport. And a question I've got to both of you, really, because I know both your clubs are in similar but different predicaments, similar in that you're both a bit rubbish, but different in that, obviously, position-wise and stuff, how the season's going to potentially ultimately end up, but Deck, you mentioned about the recruitment and things. What would your ideal recruitment strategy be for a League Two football club? I know that's that's not something you can really summarise in like a few sentences, but... Do you go try and test the Older players? Do you go youth? How do you go about fixing? Okay, I'll I'll rephrase this. like how do you go about fixing a struggling Altramia Alabrochdale, a struggling League Two football club and recruitment wise? What kind of model do you think you'd go towards? Either you can really have a crack at that.
0: Where we've gone wrong this re- this season is last season Robbie Stockdale kept us up with a lot of um, problems off the field and things like that. So then, I think Rochdale gave him the keys to the kingdom because he kept us up, really. And I think that's all it took to back him completely. Now, there's two ways of looking at that, really. There's one: yes, the board are backing their man, their manager. They're backing him. That this is the guy. We're giving him what he wants. But how it's left us since we've sacked him is we've got no, we can't no manoeuvrability in terms of. Um. We've got these players on long contracts, but we're not going to shift them. So it's 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 that difficult balance. And Dex had it at Tranmere. Uh, Jimmy will have seen it at Tranmere. We've seen it at other clubs. If the board are keeping the manager, you've got to back him, and then they do. But the situation we're in, cr- quite a lot of them are crap, really. So we've got them all on two, three-year deals. And we just who's going to have them? None of them are sellable assets. That's another thing as well. We haven't really pumped through any of the youth team. and gone going on on a bit of a rant, but I'll finish in a few seconds. But I think it's sellable assets, Jim, because you can look at a player who's 24, 25, whatever, 23 to 24, 25, and go, well, if he if he you know does such a thing, we can then sell him on. Possibly the perfect one that for Rochdale, and, and there'll be one for Tramway that will be a perfect one where you go, that was the one that we need to sort of replicate going forward, was I think we bought Craig Dawson from Radcliffe Borough for about ten grand. That's the perfect one, really. And he was, I can't remember how old he was, 21, something like that, when we had him. And we sold him, and he, he was 22, something like that. He's still playing now for for Wolves, I think. And he's 30-odd, 30, 30 30-something. 30 but I think it's sellable assets. They've got to have some sort of value if... They aren't quite. If they're off the boil, you still need them to be of some sort of age. I think because I don't know. It's like we've had players before that haven't really done anything in their like mid thirties, and we can't do anything. Whether we're not going to get any money for them. So I think I, I would say sellable assets at a young age. But I don't know if that's going to be any different for Deck.
2: I think to an extent, I agree with you, Greg. And I think. In a way, what we've tried this season has been partially successful. I know that c- kind of contradicts what I said earlier on. But in terms of if you are looking to go out and make a little bit of money from players, and if that's kind of the the club's ethos of, you know, let's stabilise, let's add a little bit of money behind us and so on, then actually, yeah, that's a good way of doing it. If in... In League Two, certainly in League Two, from from the years that I've I've tried kind to of watched it, and I feel, you know, as a as the three of us tonight, we've we've a lot of League Two experience. You don't need to be that good of a squad to do well in this division. It's a very very tight division. The last Q and A that Mark Palios did, um, I we're going back probably about a month, maybe six weeks ago, he said something that really struck home with me, and it's kind of stuck in my mind ever since. He said that football is the lowest scoring game in the world, and actually, when you think of it like that, when you when you take everything away, take your, your fan base, take you know your sponsors, take officials, take everything out, and you look at the number of chances you create via the number of chances that you put away, and you look at how many games. I mean, I could reel off so many games this season where we've missed an open goal, we've stuffed something from five yards, there has been something that should, and I know it's easy for us to sit in the stands or watch at home and go, he should have buried that, he should have done better, because we're not professional footballers. And we've got to remember everything's in relation to you're up against the professional centre-back or a professional goalkeeper, X, Y and Z. But you take all of that out and you look at it and you think, right, football is just a game of numbers. I know some of my mates will absolutely hate me for saying that. I'm not talking pie charts and, you know, average predicted goals and all XG. that shite. But if you just look at XG, yeah, you just look at the number of goals you store compared to the number of goals you concede. It's very rare in a game of football that you'd go above three goals for a team, let's say. You know, you, you might have a 4-1 or a 4-0 once, possibly twice in a season. So for me... And I know this is easier said than done because every single club's after them. You put a lot of your eggs in one basket with one, possibly two proven centre forwards. You then put the rest of your eggs in or, you know, the attacking players who are going to put either chances on a plate for someone to finish or a proven centre forward. who doesn't necessarily need to do a lot of running. You're just going to get the ball to them. Then, kind of a mix between your youth and your, your your experienced players, and more often than not, your experienced players would then be your cheaper options. Um, and obviously, some of your you know your, your younger players coming to you where you know you're going to have them twelve, maybe eighteen months, and they're going to work their asses off because if they want to go on and make a career of the game, you know your, your experienced players are more likely to be the ones that kind of you know rock up late to training, do this, do that. I think the other thing as well that I've learned from our time in non league and then coming up back into league two and into league one is how much talent there is in the non leagues. And it surprises me having been there so recently as a club and under the same owners and a lot of the back and staff and you know up until last week the same manager, how we've not tapped into that more. And I know financially, there's less of a gap now between League Two and the conference. I understand that. You know, you're not, we can't go and do what we did when we went down and went and ransacked Wrexham for all of the best players and ransacked this team and that team. But there's so many good players in the conference where you look and you go, right, they're consistently getting 20, 22, 23 goals in a season. You put them in, a, in an OK League Two side, they're only get 15, 20 goals, staying fit minimum. Um, I actually, to an extent, think that quite often you know, players would come up and possibly score more goals because it's slightly less physical. The centre-backs don't get away with as much X, Y and Z, you know, better pitches and so on. So it surprises me that our recruitment strategy, and I'm not saying go and, you know, you know, um, what do you call it? Pluck all of the best, you know, the best goalkeeper, the best left-back, the best. It doesn't work like that, but there's a lot of talent in there. And, you know, we've, we've spoke about this before in terms of how much some of these players are on. I know from Rovers' level, we've missed out on players before now where we've not been able to spend an extra £25 a week on their wage and we've missed out on signings. You look at some of those players, non-league, you're offering them the chance to turn full-time professional. You know, they can sack sack off the bricklaying job or the stacking shelves and as the job or whatever they're doing and go full-time football. They're going to come and work their arse off for you, of course they are. So I, I think... I've sat on the fence again, I've nined on with youth experience and um, everything else, but I do. I think the successful side, there's got to be a balance, um, but there's got to be that common role of you come, it doesn't matter who you are, um, whether you're our star signing or not, you're all an equal, um, and I think that's been missing a little bit this season, there's been some players who, there's been too much competition for places and that's put too much pressure on them, thinking centre-backs in particular with us, um, and then you look at other players and you think, Good God, what's he got on the manager, or you know, what, what's he got on the club to still be playing? Because some of the performances, I'm not going to name individuals because you don't know who's listening and whatnot, but some of the performances, and you need to think, Good God, like if if that had been how they played on loan or whatever, we wouldn't have signed them.
0: Um, so, yeah, a balance for me. There you go. I agree with balance, it is all about balance because I'm thinking about like um, a couple of year ago, it came on my time hop on my um, Facebook about. Nine years ago, we were top of League 2. I think I've got the screen grab, actually. And I was looking at who were in that division, and half of them are non-league now. It was really a depressing read. But yeah, definitely, it is it is a balance. I'm just trying to see if I can find... Got it. Yeah, OK, so we were top of the league in League 2 nine years ago today, yesterday. Chesterfield was second. Scunthorpe were third. Fleetwood were fourth. And then there's a few... Who else is in there that's non-league? Erm uh, South Ender York Yorker ninth. Dagenham and Redbridge are in there, bloody hell. But yeah, it's a depressing read when you see things like that. But yeah, it's it's definitely a mixture. I mean I went a bit explosive with the uh, sellable assets sort of thing, but you do need like um I'm trying to think like for instance it's worked this year that we've re-signed Ian Henderson. He's he's knocking on a bit now, obviously he's 38 or 39 but you do need one or two of them, but you can't really rely on them all the time. What was the lad that taught uh, me around? Was it Jay Spearing? He he was into his 30s, wasn't he? But you knew probably yeah. that you couldn't play him every week, possibly, and you had to know when to play these 30-odd-year-olds and things like that. So, it, it, it yeah, that's what's been missing yeah. for us this season. That's been, you know, the young players have got
2: it, but they haven't got that experience to do it consistently, and there's been very few... Kind of you're looking at t- Turnbull's probably our most experienced and he's not old by any means. You're missing your Spearings, your Jay Harris's, your Scott Davis's, your Steve McNulty's, your Norwood's, your Clark's, the people who are going to go into the dressing room. I think to an extent, Joe Murphy's been yeah, that absolutely. figure um, this season. And I, I love the bones of Joe Murphy, but he doesn't strike me as that kind of silent assassin where you don't pull your, your weight. He's going to mm-hmm. have a word in your changing rooms. I think he's a he's one of football's Genuinely nice guys. It's like, not a negative of his at like. all. He's yeah. just not that. For me, that kind of like leader figure, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, but fantastic professional, Absolutely. outstanding. But that that's what I think we've been missing. But again, um, I think yeah. that... But instead, we signed Joel Mungonga. Again, so, you put a point to
1: recruitment, and I don't name respect to Joe. I think he's brilliant. I think he's a great keeper. He's, what, 40, 41 now? You've signed um, Ross Dewan, then he's been sold on. Yeah. You've got Matthias Hewilt, came from Bamber Bridge. Okay, it's happening to non-league, but Hewilt was on the books at Evan. Started well, has faded out, and you've ended up with Joe Murphy, who... Sign the year extension at the end of last season to play what could be the last year of his career. Largely in a coaching capacity to help some of the younger keepers. That doesn't... I mean, I, Again, I don't mean to disrespect him. I think he's fantastic. Genuinely, great keeper, lovely guy. All the time in the world oh, for with, him. Without Murphy, but, exactly. we, we would have been and he's been man of the match on a few occasions. Game. But is that not also an indication yeah. as to the recruitment as to that... Sh- by all means, play him, but he shouldn't be your only option or like, your, you know... Your
2: default. Yeah. He's there as your, your injury emergency yeah. cover. Murphy should be able to sit at home with his feet up and eat three packets of Jaffa cakes every yeah. night if he wants he's, and, he's, uh, he's, he's, you know, he's hard he's, he's out to retirement. And know. that's nothing that no. against he is he's probably been our most yeah. consistent Absolutely. player since Christmas. Uh, in fact, no there's no probably he yeah. has been our only consistent player since Christmas. Um but yeah. If it, it wasn't yeah, for Gavin Bazunu, to would be back just, in the just, Island squad, the point point is Nah, <laughs> wearing that lovely oh, new tip. By the way, listeners, gorgeous, don't have a little look at that. Absolutely, Fantastic. fantastic. Um, but I think you raise a good point, Decker But
1: come, go just going to go very
2: quickly before we move on, gents. Um, some of the and it, they always make me laugh. These um, the odds on the next manager now from from the statement that's been released. We're probably not going to recruit someone until close to the end of this season, or possibly even you know the start of close season. It looks like they're kind of going to batting down the hatches, stay in League 2 hopefully, um, and you know look to properly rebuild for the season. Whoever it is has got to be fully backed, um, and I think they've got to be reassured of that because they can see that that's not happened. So to attract anyone with any kind of track record or decent name, they're going to have to be promised. And I'm not just talking financially, but that they're, they're going to get a, a say in, in terms of how things are done. Uh, Favourite at the minute, 2-1, to one, Carl Robinson. Is there a little bit of Going on that, yeah, he's a local lad. Most of his family are from Birkenhead. I think he's still got a house locally. Um I don't stalk the fella. Um do I like him as a, playing up against his sides? No. Um I think he's he's a bit of a jobby individual. Is he that kind of person who you want in charge of your club? Absolutely. He's that kind of like Dennis Wise figure for opinion. me, when you're up against them you don't like him. Char- Char- yeah, Charlton and absolutely. fans will tell you um,
1: very much divides opinion there, I think. And it didn't end well at either club, but He's got experience, I think, of getting yeah, out true. he's got experience Very of getting out of league too, I think, with Oxford, hasn't he? Or yeah, or he's got a good track somewhere. record.
2: And you know, he's Yeah, he's always challenging with wherever he's managing, they're always that winning mentality and generally play quite good football as well, which I think has been missing. So that that's a, a big factor. Uh, second favourite at the minute of four to one is Danny Cowley. Now he was he was strongly linked, more so than just Twitter rumours before Mellon came back. Um obviously since then he's been at um, forgive me, Huddersfield and yeah, Portsmouth, and, Portsmouth yeah. um, and with all due respect Portsmouth seem to be a club at the minute that aren't being run in a particularly good fashion I don't know whether his dismissal was just or whether it was that a lot of other factors were coming into play would I like him there? He seems to be the kind of manager who'd do anything for the club but is he one of these where he's a bit of a one trick pony, he did well at Lincoln and nowhere else. I don't know. That's a tricky well. one. Ian Dawes, who stepped in as as assist as as caretaker, is six to one. I don't think we need to go down that route. I like Dawes and Parkey, but that's not what we should be looking at now. I think if that happens, people are gonna start asking serious questions about um kind of the management of the club. Um David Artell, ex crew, his fourth favourite, good track record in league two. Like Simone on the sideline, let's be honest. Um does he play alright football? Yeah, he does. I don't think it'd be the worst signing, but on that wouldn't deck, be sorry, my number one. just um I was thinking about Artel
1: for some reason. He got crew promoted well, I say promoted during the curtailed season. But what's crew's sort of recruitment policy? Young lads, sellable assets. You know, okay, they've got a great academy, yeah. but it the, the it ties in the way he operated a crew. Ties in well with how it seems with to be. Seems to the be. way Rovers want to yep. go about it. My big concern with Artell is he might get you back into League One, but I don't think he'll. put it's where he, won't he keep from you there. there. There was all kinds of issues. He had to. St- I think he had to step yep. back at one point from manager of crew, and his assistant. Yeah, go, I, but so. I could be I wrong. Could be, I may yeah, remember that and his, his, his assistant took charge. and yeah. all went a bit wrong. With crew. You yeah. know, and I do think, though,
2: his... Yeah, an interesting one. He seems to tick the box for League 2. But as you say, if we're looking at, you know, we we don't want another 12 to 18-month mm. manager. You want, you know, someone who's going to be there now, get the feet in under the desk the next three or four years, steady us and get us, get us back up there. Um, but as you say, in terms of he ticks the box, doesn't he, for League 2, and if youth is the, the pathway that they want to go down, he's the experience he... of doing that. I'm
0: going to stick a out, few... as well. out of he the... out of work?
1: yeah he was crew manager
0: yeah. I think he is out of think, work yeah I think yeah. we tried to get him as manager before Jim Bentley and he turned think, it down I think he did I think he <laughs> did yeah so I, yeah, I wasn't I too sure actually... if he'd gone anywhere I wasn't too sure if he'd gone anywhere that's interesting nah he just, he just didn't
2: no. fancy the Hostel um, we've video. got obviously on there who's always linked first of all he's buying the club next he's managing then he's done it you know he'll be playing for us next is Robbie Fowler who was spotted six miles away from Prenton Park three weeks last Wednesday so put everyone put your money on Robbie Fowler we don't endorse gambling but um he's twelve to one so just think of the houses you could buy put all your money on Robbie Fowler to be the next Tranmere manager or don't uh, Nigel Atkins twelve to one. I like the man but he's he's not really done anything in recent years. I think his time's passed. Um potentially as you know, a, that kind of director of football figure, but then, you know, are you gonna have a big name come in and also be happy with him ruling the rooster above? Probably not. He'd probably be the the route to go down, for instance, if you were going with a Clint Hill figure who hasn't managed himself yet, but has done very well as an assistant and as a coach. Something like that could potentially work, but I can't really see someone wanting to come in and work under someone like that. Um, Graham Alexander, um, obviously ex Salford, I, I, I wouldn't be opposed to him coming in. Um, I think he'd, he'd probably be in my kind of top three. And then we've just got some hilarious ones Keith Hill, 16 to 1. Um, if he didn't have enough of the fickle super white army, then he can come back for round two. Um, Sol Campbell, 16 to 1. I'd rather eat my own socks. Uh, Neil Lennon, sixteen to one. Uh, Wayne Rooney, thirty-three to one. Um, yeah, a few, a few interesting ones there. I think what happens is someone puts fifty p on someone, and
0: then they're automatically second favourite. So, if you had to pick one on that list, who would you go for? And Jim, who would you go? That's that would be ideal. If money
2: was no object. And kind of comparing us to this person's previous club or where he did very well, I think I'd probably go with the Cowleys. I think Lincoln, fairly genuine community club, people expect to see good football. They didn't have a big budget non-league, nor did they when they were in the league then with us that you know fairly recently he's he's probably built his connections and stuff in the game managing up in the championship um, and high league one. So there'll be players that he'll you know he'll he'll be aware of and i think just his kind of not to kind of live in Mellon's shadow because we've got to kind of accept that he's gone now but that kind of approachable almost like a this is going to sound a bit soft now like a family man figure someone that you you kind of feel like is there for the right reasons not for his own kind of self gain so yeah, I I probably go with the Cowleys, uh, the Cowley brothers.
1: I really like the Cowleys. I think they speak really well. Whenever you see them, you know, media. I think they've, I think they were unfairly dismissed from Huddersfield. I think Portsmouth's run a bit like a, you know, a bit like a Mickey Mouse Club. Michael in a joke there. Um, but I do think he's out of the price range somewhat, as you alluded to. I think Carl Robinson would be Carl yeah, Robinson agreed. would be a bit too abrasive. I like him as a manager, I just think for what the fans would want and what you don't want is to go from Mel and talk about being pissed off in his post match interview to Carl Robinson basically being like that every year. I'm sure he wouldn't be like but the thing is the problem with with Robinson is when things aren't going well, he I mean you know, it's never nice, but he's proper booty. When when things are going great, he's great. But for me, I know it's not the most inspiring. But in terms of just stability and potential long term is to look at Artel um, because I think he fits the model of youth recruitment again the issue is what happens if you do go up but then that that issue was always going to be there with Mellon back when you know Mellon's track record he got Fleetwood up from National League to League One or Shrewsbury up to League One sorry and then went down there was, there's always going to be that ceiling with these League Two managers that the jump to League One can be huge and it is sink or swim um. I, like I say, it's not particularly inspiring but I do think it's a, it's a safe appointment but I, I just feel at this point in time, money is an object. It It is, you know. Ideally, I'd love to go out and get like, Christ, I don't know, somebody mad who's going to absolutely smash League 2 next season. Get like the League 2. Keith Hill. Uh, Keith Hill's available. I don't, I don't know. He is available. He is. He's absolutely... You know, Robbie Stockdale's available. Doesn't mean we're going to, you know...
2: But exactly. I don't think Greg he is. Then. I'll pass. Oh, is he not? I Is he? Is, he... is, he...
1: is he Blythe Spartans I... manager or something like that, or one is of it... that? Is
0: it NK Don's? I think you know.
1: Is he? He's not. He's not the manager there, is he? Robbie Stockdale's yeah, somewhere.
0: He's, kit man. he's definitely. Um... Is he I, mean, I must
1: admit. Um... I must admit, one manager I would have liked. Uh... I don't think he would have come to Rovers, but now he's got the gig at Oxford. Is Liam Manning? I would have liked him. Oh yeah. Yeah, the XMK mk
2: manager, but he's just come back into Oxford. So it's kind of like, oh. Just going back to a uh, director of football or that kind of uh, head of recruitment, just whilst Greg's having a little doodle there at Stockdale. Mm. I tell you who I wouldn't mind getting back involved with the club purely on that basis. So whether it be the scouting or the recruitment or whatever, not in, not in terms of managerial approach at all. Gary Brabin, you look at his recruitment when we went non-league and the players that he brought in. That was the spine of our our success mm-hmm. going forward for the next three or four seasons, mm-hmm. and he he had a, a fairly good record of doing that prior to us as well with the different levels that he was at. Um, and again, a good understanding of the youth football through his his links at Everton and so on. That for me, that wouldn't be a bad shout. I feel like I've just had a bit of a lightbulb moment there, but I'll stress nothing to do with first team management because was, he couldn't. Get I was going to play. say he could he could spot a good player, but he couldn't his get the first perform. team
1: <laughs> performances weren't great. Um, just as a completely wild shout, there's a, a guy, I believe, currently managing Bootle. Who I think bring back a legend. He he'd be he won it. Steve. He'd won it. Gets get big Steve McNulty in charge. I tell you what, you'd run through walls for that man, wouldn't yeah, you? I, I, uh not I do not I d I don't I don't think he's
2: you would, but I've—I'm my source is going to remain anonymous. I've heard a few things about his managerial style, and I don't right, think he would agree. I'd want him near the club. I'm going to not say no, any no, no. more than no, that. No. That's fine. But, um, absolutely love you the know, man, but from a managerial standpoint, more, I don't think you know more think...
1: than I do. <laughs> and I was only saying it partly in jest, to be fair. Um, just as I was aware he was in management, I think he had been some time at Namwich and then went to Bootle um good luck to him hopefully he does all right yeah, he but had. for me I'd say going yeah, go back on. to
2: uh to Clint Hill as well for a second that I in a similar way to Steve McNulty that kind of you know you you don't mess around mm. kind of figure if we were to go down the route of giving someone their first managerial post he he'd be top of the list for me mm. um he'd get to the club you know he's he's got fairly good connections now. He's shadowed as a as a number two at a couple of different teams and has been successful in doing so. Um, you know uh, Fleetwood's recent success with Bristol Rovers, uh, Stockport are doing well again this mm-hmm. season, um, and obviously their their promotion as well. He's he's done well wherever he's been. Um, so I'd, that wouldn't be the worst appointment in the world no. at all. But I do think um, you would need someone kind of, someone else there as risk, well, um, so yeah Dreamworld Cowley realistic, your man from awesome. crew, um, if you'd given someone a shot at managing first time round Clint yeah. Hill, that, they'd
0: be my three playing yeah. cards, I think that's a good call I've just had a quick Google at Robbie Stockdale, he is the assistant manager at MK Dons in League One very good, who's MK Dons managed now, after they got rid of the
1: um, Who is their manager so these what? days? I can't remember now. They have he got a new manager himself. in. Mike Jackson. It's not another, uh, another young lad. Was he? Oh, was he at Celtic or something as a youth coach? I can't remember now. Anyway, yeah, another young manager at MK
0: Dons. So, yeah, I don't think they're doing particularly great. Oh, and segue. He played for Rochdale. <laughs> he did. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check.
1: it, speak of Stockdale and Rochdale and all these connections. Transition. Um Stop I was gonna say great. it's not it's not every it's not every day you draw four four, Greg, but to be fair, a couple of years ago when we started this podcast in the COVID season, you literally were drawing four all every season in League One. So I'll yeah. caveat it with it's not every day you draw four four in League Two. Okay. There you now go. Be, there you go. There you go. I'll, I'll be, now, quite, now we can begin. Um I'll be quite what brief. on earth happened. All out, well, no, no, it's OK. I mean, not often you see ex-Premier League, Southampton, QPR, Burnley striker Charlie Aston bag four against you and you still manage to pull out the bag with Herbalife Hendo in the 97th minute. So, fair play.
0: Yeah, we, we were decorating so I didn't actually watch the game but I saw all the everything coming through on my phone and through the Joe Bunny appreciation WhatsApp group that we've got. It was just my phone was going off every two three minutes. So we were two nil down within fourteen minutes and the everything it just turned into a bit of a cauldron really and every all the Dale play uh, Dale fans were booing Rochdale, like this is unacceptable, like we're desperate for points, you can't be getting beat two nil within fourteen minutes. Yeah. Can
1: I just point um, out Greg? Sorry to interrupt you there, but yeah.
0: after fifteen minutes you put on the, the um podcast to fold the club.
1: Fold <laughs> yeah, the club fifteen <laughs> minutes. Me.
0: Didn't mean it. Sorry, Hendro. Anyway, so yeah, and then apparently, as soon as we were 2-0 down, we started playing football. But I don't know why. I don't know if it happens to Tranmere. I don't know if it happens to Everton. We have to concede sometimes to start playing football. And it's, it's just sometimes... It, 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 it shouldn't be that way. You should just... I don't know. It's like having a kick up the arse, isn't it, really? Which it is, but... And then apparently we started playing football, and we got we got two back. The second one that we... um. We scored Lloyd, he just absolutely hits it from miles out, and it's like some sort of pulse Scholes goal. Did what did you a see strike, that, by yeah, the way? Yeah, yeah,
2: I did. Do you know what, I, Greg? I don't mean any offence in this at all. If you do you drop, he'd be a player yeah, I'd he be is a very good player back. Back. I love, I love he, Lloyd. He is the kind of player that runs through brick walls for you, he's yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. We got him
0: in January. I can't remember where we got him. I think he was a free agent. It, what, might be wrong. Actually.
2: And then he got released. Yeah, he was. He he did yes. his near chilling and never never quite got back fit. I think in times of his contract. Yeah. So um, I'm glad to see that he's got a good run in the squad. He's staying fit and he's he's doing he very is. well. He's probably, he's, he's, he's probably he's he so, too he really? yeah. good for He certainly knows how to
0: hit. Yeah. Play. Yeah. I don't think we'll keep him when we go down. Well, we won't do. We won't keep him. I don't think he'll. He'll definitely want to stay in League Two or higher. I don't know if he is a League One player historically. I'm not. I'm not really clued up on him, but he's definitely not a Conference player. Um, but yeah. So yeah, like I said before, we we concede two and we start playing football, which gets really annoying when that happens. But there we are, Charlie. Charlie Austin. Um, everything apparently. Everything that he would touch, looked like he were going to score. Um, I still think he is a good player. He's, he's, he's only 33, which I was shocked about. Because I thought, oh, he's got to be... In my brain, I was thinking he's got to be close to Henderson's age and Ed, Henderson's 38. And I googled Charlie Austin, he's 33. I was like, eh, if you're a League 2 club and you've got Charlie Austin at 33, you're probably going to... You, you you take that. I think you'll you'll take him all day long. You get a few maybe another year out of him or two. I don't know, because goal scorers, they, they keep that ability sometimes. We've seen the longevity of goal scorers... They might lose their um the legs, the, the yard, whatever you want to call it. But they don't the quality quality's still there, isn't it? Yeah, so they subbed off Charlie Austin with a few minutes to go. And apparently all the Roxdale fans were clapping, it clapped him off. And he tweeted something like, um I've never been applauded by any opposition fans when I've been subbed off ever. I thought, well, you you've bagged four goals. <laughs> you know, like what pretty much the stadium were clapping him like, as he were going off. I mean, you've you got to sometimes, haven't you, in terms of recognising quality and things like... Yeah, credit to Dale fans, because not being funny, you bottom of the league.
1: Some guy rocks up, some ex-Premier League player who's failed at Brisbane Raw, rocks up and scores four against you. I'd be fucking fuming. I'd be like, what the hell are you doing with this guy? I'd be absolutely raised. I wouldn't want to clap him. I'd be like, fucking get off. But no, so fair play to your fans for actually applauding, yeah. and, you know, applauding and appreciating good quality. Even though it's the opposition, because I appreciate it. it's a very challenging time. Well, we know it's a very challenging time at the bottom of league
0: two. It's a horrible place to be. It is. It's. Um, I know Henderson scored right at the death, and we got the point out of it. Somebody, I think it was, I'll, I'll quote actually, it was one of the Dale fans, Reece Wilson, home put on. Um, if, if we're further up the division, we enjoy a game like that. But if you are rock bottom, desperate yeah. for points, it's just another heart attack game. <clears throat> it's just another heart attack game. It's like what you were saying, Jimmy, about the lockdown season. I think we were having a lot of three holes, four holes, four holes, three holes. One of them that sticks out was um, Charlton away. I think that was four all. That was ridiculous. But it's not. It, it, it's not great, really, because I know people say how entertaining it is, but you cannot. You can. You can unpack that result so much, and you think, well, why are we conceding four? How have we conceded two in fourteen minutes? How's a player scored four who's, you know, a lot of people are saying, oh, he's past it. And he, he clearly isn't. <clears throat> but how, how is how one individual scoring past us four times? There's a lot to unpack there. Obviously, we've got the point out of it. But I think even if like watching and it was four all, you would find frustrations in there. You know, if you were desperate for points as well, you'd, you'd think, well, we could have done this. We could have done that. I mean, <clears throat> it's a lot of it's a lot to go through for our game. Yeah, um, just to bring it back, really, we obviously spoke about Tottenham and like the history of
1: Tottenham and the perceptions of Tottenham and sort of themes that went throughout the club earlier. To bring it through to Rochdale again, because obviously natural transition, Tottenham, Rochdale, one and the same. Obviously, we spoke about the League One season and how it was like goal glut every single week, even though you were struggling with the bottom of the league. And then you've had really your first game that I can think of this season where it's been an absolute goal fest. It feels very end of seasony a 4-4 draw, like the last game of the season, no one cares, everyone's on the beach, let's just have a bit of a kick around and will laugh, lads, does that not worry you, potentially, that some of the players are playing a bit like it's already the end of the season and it's March and you've got a battle for points, I feel like there's a bit of pressure's off, we've kind of given up hope of survival, let's just go out and do what we can, so soon, if that makes sense, like you say, when you went two down, the pressure almost would have relifted and then it just started playing because it's like, sod it, we're already two down, does that not concern you? or Because uh, it seems to be a theme that kind of ran the year you went down in from League One was that the players were kind of playing like it was like the
0: end of the season. past two or three weeks, we've actually been trying to, you know, we've actually put a bit of effort into the, some of these games, you know. And I think it was the other week someone was saying, we, you know, we, we should have had a Stonewall penalty. I think it was away to Grimsby, um, which we lost 1 0. And if that, you know, if you get a penalty away from home and you're losing 1 0, that lifts the place, doesn't it? If you, if, if you obviously convert the penalty. But it's okay, you know. Bentley saying the ref should be giving us this and should be giving us that. We shouldn't be saying that with nine games to go. You know what I mean? We should be. You can't rely on the referee, and you can't really rely on decisions. and know. Oh, you know, you need a bit of luck and things like that. Which, you know, you'll have seen it with Tramir and Everton and things like that. You can't. You you got to do it yourself, really. You, the players have to go and. Yeah, you can't rely on decisions going your way. You know, it's it's nice when they do, but you you got to have the the ability to compete with other teams in League 2. And looking at where we are at the minute, we can't compete with anybody in League 2. It's That's a fact. We can't compete with anybody in League 2. And it's a this, it's this sorry state of affairs really, but you could say like 70% of the players aren't, aren't good enough. But allegedly they're professional players. So how can professional players not compete in League 2? Not too sure. Strategy tactics with different managers. Stockdale wasn't the answer, I don't think. Sacked him. Got Bentley in. Fair enough. He's he's they're not his players, so to speak. But it's difficult to sort of pinpoint it on one on one problems. Quite a lot of problems, really. Players aren't up to it. Staring at the non-league for the first time in our history. Which I know, fair enough. There's there's a lot of teams in the conference. You look at Wrexham and Notts County. Notts County shouldn't be in the bloody conference, really. You know, I I see them as a solid side, really. That you wouldn't say were non-league, but yeah, I could I could run I could run. It, it is it is a concern, Jim, that there is a bit of a pattern over the years that gets to it gets to the business end of this back end of the season, and we go we have to start playing now. And it shouldn't it shouldn't be that way, you know. Gets to about March, I think it was about two three. Well, the the season you're on about when we got relegated. So yeah, it is a bit of a concern that you know. There's a handful of games left, really, and now it's desperation time. Don't really know what else to say. <laughs> we, can, we can move on if you no, want. I don't know.
1: No, just to run down the league to results tonight. Um, absolute thriller at Valley Parade. Bradford City 0, Carl United 0. Doesn't really affect any of us. Um, Crawley 1, Doncaster 1. And Gillingham 2, Crew 1. So Gillingham won again. Unbelievable, really, what they're doing. Obviously, they've had a bit of investment and a bit of a takeover in January. But in terms of the relegation battle if you will now to be honest with you if it's even a battle in the nicest way to our Rochdale supporters and listeners bottom league obviously you know Dale 37 games minus 24 goal difference 26 points then second bottom part of the pool 37 games again worst goal difference minus 26 31 points so still that 5 point gap just the team above Crawley's win tonight though puts them on um, with a game at hand 36 points 22nd place 33 points uh, Crowley's draw, sorry. Gillingham now up to 19th from 41, considering they were right down there at one point. With. Yeah, it's it, a lot of teams are starting to pull away now from the bottom end of the table, aren't they, I find. I mean, Crawley have got a point tonight, but they're still in the mire. Colchester on 36 or 5 points, clear of Hartlepool, Harrogate, I don't know how they're still there because they don't seem to ever pick up points, but they seem to be on 38 points. They're just a really weird team Um, on 38 now. Um... It's 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 looking like the bottom two as-is are going to go, but we don't know anything can happen. We've seen great escapes happen. with have you know, still nine games to go, like you say. But some results tonight haven't really helped out you in the uh, relegation battle with Crawley and Gillingham picking up points there.
0: I think it's too late. I, I don't like to cave in and... Not cave in, give up even, but there's a lot of graft to do there. I don't think it's possible, but it's all come down to... I mean, I know we can talk about managers' ability and things like that, but some of the blame has to go on the players as well. You know, they've not really shown any... They've not kicked on, you know. We've given these nice contracts, you know, that have... Some of them are on quite good money for for what we are as a club and it's not really panned out. To the conference we go. <laughs> to the conference we go. I think it's going to be a culture shock, the conference. is As bad as... You know, we've been a historic League Four division. You know, I still call it League Four, but we we are a historic League Four. I still think we're going to get some culture shocks in the conference. We're going to there's going to be games where we go, Jesus Christ, we are non league. I know Deck run about it last last podcast about twelve fans like turning up to different games, not for but the opposition and things like that. So um, yeah, it's it's going to be difficult. And then when you look at the conference. There's loads of teams in there that are dying to get back up into the EFL. And there's even teams of our ability. I'd say they're our ability. Uh, Torquay, Scunthorpe, uh, York City. They're all our sort of historical-ish type like us. Your traditional League 4 team. And those three that I've just mentioned are all... They're not at the, they're not at the business side of the division. So that could be us as well. Um, I know it's all a bit doom and gloom, isn't it? But... That's the reality of it. When you see teams very similar, somewhat to us, that we've battled with in the past, and they're they're not up there, you know, in terms of near yeah, the playoffs. The only one I can see up there that are doing okay, Chesterfield, really, obviously Knox County, but Chesterfield, somewhat of our ability, possibly, but we will have to see how it goes the next few months. Does, do we stick with Bentley? How do we get rid of these players that aren't really sellable assets in terms of who wants these types of players if they're all heading to non-league and they're not consistent? What happens next? I don't know in terms of all of that, but we'll see in a few weeks' time, I think. Jim and Deck. Just on that, Greg, I know it's all doom and gloom with Rochdale, but I just
1: wanted to draw your attention to a football club that you may or may not have seen some news about the weekend. A team from the Northern Premier League Division 1 Midlands. A team called Yaxley. Now they came up last season from one of the tier 9 regional leagues. The equivalent of Northwest Counties. Up into the 8th tier. They, I think, are the first team in the English Pyramid to be announced as officially relegated this season. After 32 games, they had 81 goal difference and picked up 5 points. And I don't see any points deductions anywhere. So, was
2: Ross doing in role? Quite possibly. I, I, I don't know.
1: <laughs> but, um, yeah. So, just when they you think it, are bad Greg, you could have been a Yaxley fan back in the ninth tier in the Midlands Combination or wherever it's going to be. With Yaxley, five points. Yaxley. What a great name, by the way, Yaxley. That's a fantastic name. I don't know, anyone know where Yaxley is? Please write in or they'll tell us. or We'll try and go watch a Yaxley game next season. Because five points from 32 games at the 8th Division of English Football is, is, is pretty spectacular. That's I something, that, so, isn't it? That is so something. So Well done to, well done to yeah, Yaxley. We'll go,
2: but we're going a near away end so we can yeah, enjoy well it. Well
1: done to Yaxley. <laughs> we'll probably win the league again next season and come back up. But well done yeah, to probably. Yaxley for doing, for doing worse than probably we could do as a team, the three of us. Um, in the, well, probably not actually, they're probably much better players than we are even that level. Last
2: time I played, I'd up beat 13-2 at Brenton Park. Same, that so. wasn't against semi-pro players either. So. I think, I think if Yaxley, if you're after a slow right-winger with a dodgy left knee, bad eyesight, I'm your man. Yaxley,
1: if you're after there a five foot two there you go, utility player who will run and run and run and run and run, but can't kick a ball, isn't very quick... And we'll just complain about my legs hurting the whole time. Then, yeah, sign us up. Sound. I'll play anywhere except in goal, because the ball just goes over my head.
2: I'm all right in goal, actually. I, I could, yeah, wherever you need me. Okay. Wherever you yeah. need me. I'll be there for at least three games of the season before I rule myself unfit. Sounds good. Sounds perfect. And if we can get any points in the ball for Yaxley, then
1: jobs are good so commiserations Indeed. to Yaxley. Indeed. I heard about this news on Twitter the other day, and I was like, "Oh, I've got to put that in the. Hold me, sorry. Got to put that in the podcast somewhere because a team that's actually doing worse than Rochdale this season. There so you go. I feel like as a bit of a pick me up, you know. If you draw <laughs> Yaxley in the cup, FA Trophy next, actually, they won't even be the FA Trophy next season. If you draw him in the FA Cup next season, you, you, you're hopefully going to get through that round. There anyway, on that note, Greg, I believe you've got a bit of a quiz before we go.
0: got two questions. Um, so me and Deck trialled a bit of a quiz um, last week, uh, last week, last recording, sorry, with Simon and Adam. It's called Dale or No Dale. And it's something, obviously, that Matt spoke about a few weeks ago and he said, oh, why don't you do something about two false players and a real player and you have to guess who is the real player. So I've got two questions. So so this is um, one of these three players played for Rochdale in the 2004-2005 Rochdale season in League Two. My specialist, Jack the Mastermind. There you man. go. So Rochdale, and all, sorry, 405 squad. Wow. Every one of these three players has a famous name. But I want you to guess which one of them actually played for Rochdale in this year.
1: <clears throat> so they're all, hang on, they're all actually footballers. There's no like made up like pseudonyms or anything. Two of
0: them are made up, but all right. they, all have, they all have a celebrity
1: name. Right, well, I'm going to guess Mick Jagger didn't play for Rochdale in 2004-05. So.
0: Right, let me, so, okay. So anyway, the three, yeah, cool. three bail players, you have to guess which one of them played for Rochdale. Number one, Robbie Williams. Number two, Tom Jones, or number three, Paul Weller. So, which one of those three, which one of those three, played for Rochdale in the two thousand and four, two thousand and five League Two? Can I have a squad? go at this
1: first? That'd be okay. Yeah. Is it,
0: if you want. Is it one of those?
1: We just we talk out loud. I've got. A yeah, theory yeah. now. Just... I could be. I could be barking up the wrong tree. here. I remember there was a Robbie Williams played for Huddersfield when we were at uni in about 2008-9, 9-10. I think we signed him from Cambridge. I don't know if it's the same guy. It might be, it might not be. But then, at the same time, it could just as easily be Tom Jones or Paul Weller, but I know it was a footballer for Robbie Williams.
0: Yes. Right. Is Deck having a go? I'm going to go with Weller. Interesting. Weller. Right. Okay. So, who played for Rochdale? Deck is correct. Paul Weller played for Rochdale in 2004. Oh, that's it. <laughs> you me there with all of his logic and I just... Just lick the trillion Paul heads Weller. or tails. That's just life, in it? That yeah. Thing? But there was a Robbie it Williams, is. wasn't there, for I remember that.
1: Yeah, yeah. I remember yeah. he signed when I was like, oh, come on. Let him, let him entertain us. I bet there were loads of puns when he bloody scored. Bloody hell. Um, I, think he, I think he was a fullback, I don't think he got that many, to be fair, but it was... Um... It was around the area they had like Anthony Pilkinson, Gary Roberts, all that lot. Like that quite good seven Lee Clark and Lee yeah, Clark. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, he um, signed Anthony no, Kay from Rovers. No, Lee Vak- no back. there.
2: What a player, by the way. Anthony What a player. He's still Is playing.
1: He's still playing.
2: Playing in the Welsh Prem. Yeah, he was at a charity match I went to last year and um, he got his tooth knocked out in the second half. Yeah. By the manager. And, oh, who was he? <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, Steve, he came off, and you could see he was in pain, like, snapped mm. his tooth, and Steve McNulty went, I hope you're fucking insured, short, mate. <laughs>
0: uh, wow.
2: oof. Oh, Painful. Bad, but yeah, it's some uh, Welsh Prem side, I'm, not, Prems I'm the, sure he's still playing for, it's not of TNS. Ski, one of that lot. Uh, but, oh, yeah, he used to playing, but no cracking
1: yeah. player,
0: for Rovers and Town. No,
1: I enjoyed him for both, Fantastic.
0: Okay, I've got one more, I've got one more, Dale or no Dale, and then we can wrap things up if you want. We've nearly been going two hours, bloody hell. Out town. There you bad. go. Anyway, oh,
2: yeah. back to um,
0: you, Greg. Okay, so Dale or no Dale. Number one, Paul Tanner. Is it number two, Simon Coleman? Or is it number three, Matty Sanderson? I'm going to do go Matty Sanderson. I'm just going to... Right, just and... Jim. Right, Paul, Tanner. Again? Okay. Paul, Paul, Paul Tanner. Okay, Paul Tanner. Simon right. Coleman or Matty Sanderson. Do we have a season for this or is it just is it the same season? Or just generally? So the re- Right, so the real player, I know I know what years he played, so it Right. Okay, okay. Two thousand and one okay. to two thousand and three. My next best specialist subject after the
1: 0405 season. <laughs> Clearly. Right, so it's Coleman, Tanner or Sanderson. This is what I'm you don't have famous names, Sanderson. I feel like there was a Tanner, play for Dale at some point, but it may not have been then. I'm going to go with Tanner. Also, sounds like Rex Banner, so I'll go with it. Rex
0: Banner. Who's that going for? Uh,
2: I can't re- say the options again. I can't <laughs> remember what I said. I think I said. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah, so Sorry, I'm go trying on. to send some work emails here. It. Uh, ten past ten at so night. It's Paul, Tan- Paul Tanner. Paul uh, Tanner. Paul Tanner.
0: Simon uh, Coleman yeah. or Matty Sanderson. Matty Sanderson, I think right. I said. OK, then. So the real Rochdale player is Simon Coleman. Nobody got that one. Defensive pairing with Gareth Griffiths, Richard Jobson and Keith Hill. So that's how long ago that was. I know Richard Jobson. He played for Rovers as well, didn't he? Uh, he did play for... Yeah, he played for Tranmere Rovers. Amongst Man City, many other clubs. Yes. Man City, Rochdale and Derby, I think. Probably. Old of athletic rings a bell that Maybe. rings a bell
1: they play played for a lot of clubs fair enough if you listen to Richard Jobson then yeah we, you're probably much better footballer than we are he, he certainly he certainly so, was he was yeah yeah certainly so, was appreciated right so on that note gentlemen and ladies if you're listening thank you for listening to it's only a game we are part of the sports social network um whoever your team whoever you support. Whatever's going on, whether you support Arsenal, whether you support Barcelona, whether you support Yaxley, just remember
2: it's only the game. Thank you very much. Take care. Thanks for listening, folks. All the best, everyone. Speak to you soon. Bye for now.